Hello friends, what's up? I hope you all are doing well. My name is Sanjay and you are listening to Improve Listen English podcast. This episode is entitled as A Tour When India Can Be Majoritarian, an editorial from the Hindu newspaper. Here we go. Mere toleration or empirical plurality of cultures is not the same as a conscious democratic project of multiculturalism. Dr. B. R. Ambedkar once said, Fraternity can be a fact only when there is a nation. Without fraternity, equality and liberty will be no deeper than coats of paint. In a recent comprehensive face-to-face survey of nearly 30,000 people on religious identity, nationalism and tolerance in Indian society and conducted in 17 languages between late 2019 and early 2020 by the reputed United States-based Pew Research Center. 85% of Hindus affirmed that respecting all religions is very important to being truly Indian. But paradoxically, 64% of Hindus think it is very important to be Hindu to be truly Indian, and 80% among them say it is very important to speak Hindi to be truly Indian, giving credence to the slogan of Hindutva. Rather than celebrating toleration or seeing the paradoxes of as a peculiarity of the Indic mind, it is crucial to recognize that a violent majoritarianism can coexist with the professions of tolerance. It is misreading to treat the latter as a paradox because mere toleration or an empirical plurality of cultures is not the same as a conscious democratic project of multiculturalism or composite culture. Thus, in the last two Lok Sabha elections, not a single Muslim has been elected on a Bharatiya Janata Party ticket. This obliteration of political representation of a significant minority, which arguably has no parallel in any established democracy in the world, has become completely normalized in India and is not a matter of discussions at all. Other Findings and Paradoxes The survey abounds in other paradoxes. 80% across all religions in almost same proportion think that respecting other religions is a very important part of their own religious identity. 91% assert that they are free to practice their religion. 77% of Muslims believe in the Hindu notion of karma, but when it comes to interreligious marriages, friendships and neighbors, there is a marked tendency to keep communities separate. Thus, 67% of Hindus and 80% of Muslims believe it is important to stop women of their communities from marrying outside. 86% of Hindus have their close friends come mainly or entirely from their religion. Scholar Bhikkhu Parikh argues that plural cultures have always existed in the past. But what marks out contemporary multicultural societies is the premise of equality of cultures and not just self-contained coexistence. The key features of multiculturalism or composite culture are as Professor Lord Parikh asserts, cultures beyond compartments, constant dialogue and mutual change and a strong streak of interrogation of settled beliefs across all cultures, especially the dominant culture. It is a mistake to see the electoral success of religious majoritarianism 
in recent years are constructed in a vacuum. Instead, it is precisely the decades-long compartmentalization of different religious communities and the absence of solid state and civil society arrangements in educational pedagogy. Personal relationships workplace to facilitate intercultural interactions and based on equality and respect. Even under supposedly secular regimes that have made the soil particularly fertile for the demonization of the minority, especially the Muslim and occasionally the Sikh as in the recent farmer protests. This is despite the survey breaking the Hindutva appellation of the anti-national Muslim. In fact, 95% of Muslims and Sikhs declare that they are very proud to be Indian. India's Skyboxification The American philosopher Michael J. Sandel argued that under rising extreme inequalities of capitalism, there is a skyboxification of American life, in which the affluent classes and people of poor means have no connection at all, and they live and work and shop and play in different places, and their children go to different schools. In India, this plays out differently not just in economic terms but also in religion, and most starkly cast the fundamental divide. Every religion is driven by caste. Like with religion, 64% say that it is very important to prevent women from crossing caste boundaries in marriage and 70% affirm that most or all of their close friends share their caste. Again, the survey brings to the fore the central contradiction of a democratic nation that is divided by compartmentalized hierarchies. Thus, it is a vital to note that amidst the gathering clouds of majoritarianism, it is a minority of upper castes that holds the reins of power across religions and it is the low, lower caste among the religious minority that faces the brunt of majoritarian attacks. Glossing over this reality ironically reinforces religious majoritarianism and reduces conflicts to merely religions. This can only be overcome by the unison of social groups, especially the oppressed across religious and caste boundaries. As Dr. B. R. Ambedkar recognized a long time ago, the central barrier to the marking of a nation is separation in social life. It cannot be eliminated simply by elements like, as the survey shows, a quarter of Muslims and a third of Christians believing in the purifying power of the Ganga, or the same kind of numbers believing in reincarnation, etc. The antidote to the fear of other social groups, especially minorities, often is increased interaction among them in a variety of people and private settings. This is demonstrated in earlier Pew surveys in India and those elsewhere. In the United States and West Europe, there is a big difference in positive attitudes towards other social or religious groups when members of those groups are personally known. Despite anti-Muslim sentiments much big, higher numbers than India are willing to accept Muslims as neighbors. In the Pew survey on 11 
emerging economies including india a higher percentage of the majority community in countries such as lebanon venezuela and south africa intact with the minorities than india attitudes in south india but contrary voices to the majoritarian and segregated vision can be seen with the present survey too in several aspects such as the superiority of one's own religion having friends and neighbors from other religions preventing interreligious marriages the importance of being a hindu speaking hindi to be a true indian prohibition of beef the attitudes in south india differ not by a small but a substantial margin to the rest of india especially the north and the center parts this enhanced willingness to break differences permits both hindus and muslim in the south showing the wider reinforcing effects of increased mutual interaction since culture affects politics hindu nationalism has had much less electoral success in the south at least so far social reality and complexity cannot be reduced the numbers after all one cannot compare attitudes of different social groups blindly without understanding power differences but quantitative surveys are still necessary tools majoritarianism accompanied by meritocratic acceptance of minority communities as non-interacting enclaves is the death knell of democracy to the extent that the pew surveys hints at majoritarian attitudes and compartmentalization it can only be ignored at our own peril thank you for listening friends have a nice day